This is episode 350 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are Building Community, Warning Signs of People to Avoid, and Three Homemade Mosquito Traps That Are Dirt Cheap. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. Hey, so episode 350. Wow, can't believe that. Uh, That's another big number there. This is the 4th of July uh, podcast. And so uh, I know traditionally or historically, I guess uh, I should say, um, holidays are probably one of the, the least listened to days, right? And so it's not that people don't listen to that specific podcast, but on that day, they're not listening to it. And so they normally catch up later on. So if you are listening on July the 4th, uh, hey, welcome and thank you for listening. And uh, if you are catching up uh, on this podcast, on this episode, and you are listening to it after July 4th, we hope that your July 4th was a great one. We live in a great country, even with all the craziness that is going around Everybody still wishes that they lived in America. All the rest of the world would still wish that they lived in America. We just have so many more freedoms than other people. And I know that, you know, I've seen, I've seen the statistics out there. There are some countries out there that, you know, would have more. But the opportunities and the freedoms and all that it goes comes along with it. You know, we, we truly have a great country. And that's one reason why I mean, the people that do right and want to do right and do well and all that good stuff... That's why they're able to do what they do. And then the people that are out there doing the wrong thing, they're able, in, in, I guess, wrong thing in our, in our eyes maybe or that, uh, you know, whatever. You know, they have those freedoms of speech and, and, and all those types of things that many people in other countries don't have. And so, you know, I, I'll always say that. I mean, America is a, a truly great country. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And so uh, hopefully you do have uh, a great July 4th, uh, whether that, again, like I said, if you're listening to it, uh, this podcast on July 4th, or you're catching up, uh, I hope you may, were able to make some really great memories. Hey, if for whatever reason on the on this uh, holiday week, I mean, it's kind of weird, July 4th is on a Wednesday, right? But uh, if you have Amazon Prime and you're looking for a, a good movie to watch, I don't really... I'll watch a lot of movies, but uh, I, I just don't spend a lot of time doing that. But I do have Amazon Prime, and I do get, uh, you know, there are some videos on there uh, that, that you get to watch for free. You don't have to pay for. And uh, so there was a really good uh, video that I watched uh, called Jungle, and it uh, has Daniel Ratcliffe, so the guy who plays Harry Potter in it. And uh, it's a group of friends who go into the jungle in Bolivia. So a guide uh, talks them into going into the jungle and you know visiting these you know these Indian uh, tribes that not too many people have visited before and and all these t- types of things. And and so of course you know uh, that yeah as they go in there things start happening and it was just uh, 
you know, a, a truly great movie on, you know, survival. And it really, you don't see a lot of survival skills, but just the, the human condition, the, the desire to keep going and pressing forward and, uh, and, you know, wanting to survive. Uh, it is a true story. So, uh, at the very end of it, they tell you, you know, the guys that, uh, you know, came out of it and, and what, you know, they're doing and, you know, they're still alive and all those types of things. But anyway, so if you have Amazon Prime and you're looking for a good movie, uh, it's called, uh, I don't believe it's called The Jungle. I think it was just Jungle and uh, it stars Daniel Ratcliffe in there. But uh, it was a, a pretty good movie. I thought I'd maybe pass that along. All right. So the last couple of days uh, I've been talking about uh, the Simply Safe alarm system. And uh, yesterday I read uh, an email from Jeremy uh, who provided some insight if you are looking into the Simply Safe system. But then I received another one from another guy uh, named Jack, right? And uh, Jack wanted to share uh, some of his thoughts. And it's kind of on the other side of where Jeremy was. And so just trying to give both sides of, of uh, the view here. But uh, anyway, so let me read this email. He goes, Hello, Todd. I'm a new listener to your podcast and I appreciate what you're doing for our community. I would like to comment on your recent support of Simply Safe. So uh, first of all, thanks, uh, thanks Jack, for uh, being a listener. All right, so uh, your listener was correct on all of those items. I personally had multiple false alarms due to the motion sensors. They were not extreme temperature situations. Simply Safe did send me another sensor, and it exhibited the same issues. I also agree that every sensor needs to be screwed on the wall. They will fall off. It's only a matter of time. Another issue that I have with their system is they do not support the range from the base station as they claim. If you have a larger property, the system is very limited. A couple of months ago, they denounced the NRA and would no longer provide a discount for or to NRA members and have included politics in their marketing. Because of this, I have decided to go with Adobe Systems. My system is much more reliable than the Simply Safe system was. The costs are comparable and the customer service is equal if not better. Also, it has more expandability and interfacing with other smart home technologies. You may want to consider looking up their system. Thanks again for the great podcast. All right, Jack. So thank you so much for uh, sending that to me. Uh, I will look into Adobe, to that Adobe system, and uh, see what they have to offer as well. Uh, you know, you always want the best system for for the money. Um, I do. I do try to support um, you know businesses that uh, that support the NRA, or you know, I mean, it, it's not like I go out looking for that. But knowing that Simply Safe was started to denounce the NRA, I do have a problem with that. And, uh, you know, that they started to get political. You know, I re recently went to a conference and one of the vendors that's trying to get our, our business, um, I noticed that they were getting a little political. They were, they were using their platform to, uh, you know, to talk about some of the, the current uh, issues of the day. And uh, I just really had, you know, I was talking with my boss about that. I'm like, that is just so really stupid because there are so many uh you know, so many people out there, right? And education, uh, for the most part, are usually, you know, teachers are usually more liberal, right? But there are some that are not. There's a lot that are not. And uh, when, when you start going one way politically, you start to isolate all the rest of your people. 
And so when when this one organization, this one company, this vendor was wanting to get our business and I saw what they were doing, I'm like, no, I, it's very hard for me to stand behind them knowing the way that they feel about this specific topic. And so it was like, why can't businesses just stay neutral on that, right? I mean, of course, they have every right to do whatever they want to do. You know, they can they can support anybody that they want to support, whatever. But then we as uh, the consumers can support whoever we want to support as well. And so, you know, the knowing that about Simply Safe is uh, you know one of those things that might turn the tide for me as far as um, if I was to go with them or not. So I'm going to look at both of the the systems. I have not had time to to do that. I'm going to look at both of them and uh, try to make a you know, a really good informed decision uh, because ultimately I want my family safe and I want to have a good system to protect our home. But, uh, you know, if, if everything is the same, then, you know, those types of things like, you know, denouncing the NRA and getting very political, w- no matter what side of the aisle you, you, you land on, why even go there? But anyway, that's uh, if you're if you're willing to do that, fine. Um, you just got to know that you're going to lose business in that. And I guess I do that to a point as well, because I know that um, there there are people that won't listen to this podcast because of, you know, my uh, religious views and, and, you know, because I'm, I openly talk about my faith and stuff like that. And uh, and that's fine. So you just got to be willing to live with it and, and go with it. All right. So that's a lot of talk about all of that stuff. So let me go ahead and jump into these articles, um, two really great articles, and uh, I hope uh, you enjoy them as much as I'm going to enjoy them reading. Our first article comes to us from timgamble.com, and the article is entitled Building Community, Warning Signs of People to Avoid. There is a fair amount of talk within the prepper survivalist community about building community. Much of this talk revolves around how to find folks to build community with or what skills you need to look for. In this article, I want to come at the idea of building community from a different direction, who you need to exclude from your community and why. Almost nothing will doom a group faster than a toxic or disruptive individual. Avoid the following problem, folks, even if they are your wife's cousin. So warning signs of people to avoid. Number one, addictions. Addictions of any kind, drugs, alcohol, gambling, TV, etc. are a major warning sign. These people are not in control of their lives. Their addiction is in control. They will create chaos and ultimately be a danger to other group members. Avoid anyone with any form of addiction. Pray for them. Offer to help them to find assistance in overcoming their addiction. But do not make them a part of your group until they have successfully and completely overcome their addiction. Now, as I read that, I know there's going to be people who are you know, going to take a little bit of issue with this. So, for instance, if you are an alcoholic... Uh, you know, the saying, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. And so you would never completely overcome that addiction. And so I know that there's going to be some people that, um, that find that, uh, to, to be an issue here, you know, going right into this article, but knowing Tim and knowing, uh, you know, some of the things that he says a little bit later on here, it's not necessarily that, uh, you are, 
you know, these are people that are really, really close to you. These are people that are are wanting to join your group and have uh, severe issues, right, Uh, in one way or the other. When he talks about addictions, he's not talking about someone who has, you know, gone through Alcoholics Anonymous or some of those types and the addiction is in check. He's talking about someone who is right in the middle of having issues and, uh, you know, who who is going to, uh, for instance, sell out the group for some alcohol or sell out the group, uh, you know, gamble away important resources for the group because of, uh, you know, whatever it might be. So, uh, you know, just kind of take it from that way right there or, you know, drugs, you know, making decisions uh, poorly because, uh, you know, they're looking for drugs and, and those types of things. All right, so number two is mental illness. I'm not referring to people who are a little unusual or that march to a different drummer. Rather, I'm referring to those individuals who have actual long-term mental health issues. Avoid them. Remember, at some point during the crisis, their meds will run out. Besides, the stress and chaos of a crisis will likely make their illness even more serious. This might seem heartless, but including them in the group will put everyone else in the group at risk. You can help people without making them part of your group. Pray for them. Help them find assistance and treatment for their illness before a crisis hits. But don't bring them into the group until their mental health issue is brought under control without the need for drugs. But what about my 8-year-old son who has epilepsy? What about my 77-year-old mother who has Alzheimer's? I am not telling you to abandon close family members who need help. You will need to make special accommodations to your plans for them, but don't abandon them. This advice is about bringing in strangers and other outsiders into your group. Your first responsibility is your household, family, and true friends, not strangers or even distant relations. You know, one of the things I remember about reading uh, One Second After, that you know book on EMPs, uh, is, is a fictional account. And if you've never read it, you might want to read it. Uh, it's just it's a good, you know, good piece of fiction, but also I mean, it scare the pants off of you. But uh, in one of those, uh, one of the stories, one of the chapters, there is a a mental health uh, hospital or whatever that kind of runs out of meds, and the people you know are in there. And then what happens after they run out of those meds? And so that's one of the things that people talk a lot about. You know, if there was ever a true collapse, you have a lot of people that are on meds and who depend on them. And then what happens when they you know they come off of those meds? Some of those meds are supposed to you're supposed to taper off. And uh, for some, it's just going to, you know, they're going to be completely off of it one day. And, you know, one day they're going to have medicine, the next uh, they're, they're not. And uh, that might cause some problems. So that's, you know, an- another added layer there that you have to deal with. Number three is a bizarre or unusual request early on. If you are just getting to know someone and they suddenly hit you with a bizarre or very unusual request, tread carefully. These people don't understand boundaries and probably have additional underlying problems. Examples of bizarre requests might be to borrow a significant sum of money or to keep a major secret they inexplicably told you about or to quickly make a serious commitment or to do something illegal or unethical. Those are the type of requests you might make of a lifelong best friend, not as someone you have only recently met. So beware. Number four is dishonesty. It's one thing, and probably a good thing, to be guarded with personal information and concerned with maintaining privacy. We should all be that way. However, it is something else entirely to outright lie. 
Don't expect someone to completely open up to you and tell you everything about their life, especially early on. But you should expect them to be honest in what they do tell you. Number five is chaos in their personal life. A lack of stability in their life may be a major warning sign. If they bounce in and out of work often or spend large stretches of time unemployed, it is probably a bad sign. Same goes for other areas of their lives friendships, relationships, living arrangements, and so on. Do they bounce in and out of relationships often? Does their life seem full of drama where things seem to constantly go wrong and they always seem to have problems of one sort or another? A chaotic life now will certainly carry over to a chaotic life after SHTF. Of course, context matters, so use common sense. Anyone can be laid off from work or go through a rough patch in their relationship. However, constant chaos is not normal. Look for trends within their life, not one-time events. And number six, don't share your values and worldview. If they don't share your same worldview values and religious and political beliefs, then they won't be a good fit for your group or community. Minor differences of opinion are okay, but major differences on important topics will hinder group dynamics. In fact, a major crisis or SHTF event will only exasperate these differences. All right, guys. So uh, that is one of those uh, articles that if you are thinking about, you know, inviting people into some kind of uh, mutual assistant group or survival group, or you are thinking of linking up with people uh, to better survive the the apocalypse, then, uh, you know, these are some things to consider. And, uh, you know, these are, you know, you know, you know, people, your your friends and and, uh, maybe even distant relatives and uh, some of the, you know, some of them that you wouldn't want to be around that would be causing problems. You're going to have a lot of issues going on when the poop hits the fan. You don't want to have to be dealing with, you know, all those other issues as well as dealing with, you know, uh, these that here that you're dealing with. And uh, I, I would think the the one with just, uh, you know, the drama that would be that would be terrible. Right. Dealing with drama all the time. Things are going to be stressful. Things are going to be uh, chaotic. And uh, you just don't want everything to be, you know, a big major issue. And uh, so anyway, so that's over at TimGamble.com. I'm going to link to it in the show notes like always. And uh, if you're interested in going and reading this article on your own. Our next article comes to us from the survivalistblog.net. And this article is entitled Three Homemade Mosquito Traps That Are Dirt Cheap. Uh, there's some information here. Uh, actually, uh, the first uh, trap there is uh, walks you through here with uh, the actual instructions, and then there's uh, three videos. So two videos. I don't know the, the thing about the videos here is that uh, at least the the other two they don't show you um, the uh, the trap in in you know the effectiveness of it. They show you how to make it, but they don't really talk about how you know how it worked or they don't show you how it worked but anyway um well I, I guess the second one did i don't think it worked as well as uh the first one but anyway let's go ahead and jump into this one because you know this is one of those those things that uh if you can make a, a mosquito trap and save you a little bit of trouble um from get, getting bit um this might be something that you might want to do so uh, let's go ahead and read this one three homemade mosquito traps that are dirt cheap Summer is my favorite time of the year, but I, like a lo- all of you, I imagine, 
could do without all the dang mosquitoes that come along with it. Trying to pull weeds in your survival garden while getting the blood sucked out of your legs and arms by those vile insects is absolutely no fun at all. You could dig into your wallet and buy a host of commercially manufactured mosquito traps or go the nearly free and equally effective route and DIY mosquito traps to place around your homesteading survival retreat. For the best result with any mosquito trap, you will need to place them in two distinctive spots on your property, around low-lying wet areas, especially near the woods, and where you will be enjoying or working in the great outdoors on any given day. To trap mosquitoes, it is important to learn more about them and their habits. The blood-sucking insects follow the path of carbon dioxide trails, you know, the stuff we humans produce as we inhale and exhale. If you are lounging or working by a fire, even more mosquitoes will be headed in your direction. Disease mosquitoes can carry include encephalitis, West Nile, and malaria. So here's some mosquito facts. More than 3,500 different species of mosquitoes are flying around our planet. Only the female of the species actually feed on our blood. The lady mosquitoes must ingest blood in order, to, in order for their eggs to develop properly. A single female mosquito can lay up to 300 eggs in a single clutch. Mosquitoes are attracted to not only carbon dioxide, but also to sweat, body heat, and dark clothing. Mosquito eggs are laid upon the surface of standing stagnant water. They must have water in order to hatch. It takes about 10 days of squirming around in the water for the insects to mature into mosquitoes. Being a mosquito means, among other things, that you are going to have a really short life. The insects only live for approximately two months. So DIY mosquito trap number one, the plastic bottle trap. This simple homemade mosquito trap really does work quite well, but will have to be refilled on a regular basis to continue being effective. Sugar and yeast are used for mosquito bait. The neck of a plastic bottle, a carbon dioxide pathway, serves as an entrance to the trap. It has a Hotel California effect. The bugs can get in, but they never check out. When the trap is made properly, the mosquitoes eventually exhaust themselves trying to get back out of the bottle and fall to the bottom and die. So here are the materials. Yeast. One package of dry, approximately three teaspoons. Brown sugar, one-fourth of a cup. One cup of hot water. A plastic bottle. You can use one two-liter plastic bottle or several single plastic water bottles placed around the perimeter to where you are recreating or working. Scissors or knife duct tape, and black paint or construction paper. So here are the directions. Remove the cap from the bottle and discard. Cut the top part of the bottle, the neck and funnel area, off. You want to cut just below the flare of the bottleneck. Turn the bottleneck and funnel piece upside down so the mouthpiece where the cap was is pointing to the bottom of the bottle. Push the inverted bottleneck down slowly and carefully. You must leave enough space at the bottom to hold the yeast and sugar mixture, at least a couple of inches. Tape the two bottle pieces together to hold the funnel section firmly in place. This helps ensure no gaps will appear between the two bottles that would allow the mosquitoes to escape. Paint the lower section of the bottle or tape black construction paper around it to help attract the insects. And make and pour in the yeast, sugar, and water mixture. See instructions below. 
So the mosquito trap bait instructions. Boil the water, pour in the sugar, and stir until it completely dissolves while slowly reducing the heat to a simmer. Let the mixture cool to around 120 to 130 degrees. Pouring the yeast in when the mixture is too hot can kill the yeast and doing so when it is cold will not allow the yeast to activate properly. Pour in the yeast and stir. Pour the bait into the DIY mosquito trap. Set the trap where it is most likely to attract mosquitoes. All right, so here's where the videos come in. So there's a video that walks you through how to do this first mosquito trap. And then there is a DIY mosquito trap that is basically the same idea, but there's a fan uh, that the guy has uh, has used. And uh, actually, I have used a lot of his videos or linked to a lot of his videos on Prepper website. Um, he does a lot of solar and uh, just a lot of DIY stuff. So uh, I don't know. That might be one that you might want to look at. And then the, the DIY mosquito trap number three, it's a fan trap. And so it looks very interesting. It looks like it could work. Um, this, it just, they didn't use it. And so I wish they would have used it to, to, to look at the effectiveness of it. All right. So top five other ways to prevent mosquitoes, infestation and bites. Number one, bats. Place bat houses in the trees to lure them to wooded areas near your home. Bats love to come out at dusk and dine on a nice big hefty mosquito meal. Number two, citronella. You can buy or make citronella candles as well as rub some citronella essential oil onto your skin or make a homemade natural spray using it as a primary ingredient to keep the bloodthirsty insects at bay. Number three, garlic. Place whole garlic cloves or sprinkle garlic powder around an area where you will be sitting or working to keep mosquitoes away. Garlic is believed to be toxic to mosquitoes. You can also mix a few pinches of garlic powder into the plastic bottle trap bait mix just in case a few mosquitoes do escape the funnel in hopes the garlic will kill them dead before they have the chance to bite anyone else. And I also think that if you eat, you know, a lot of garlic, I think that will help as it, um, you know, it's part of your, your system there. And so although they are attracted to uh, sweat and heat, um, if your body is giving off a, a garlicky odor, I don't know how much you have to actually eat for that. But if I think if you eat a lot of garlic, um, if that's part of your diet, I think that'll help as well. Uh, number four, herbs and plants. Cultivate plants and herbs that have been known to repel mosquitoes around your home, barn, workshops, etc. Some of the top mosquito repelling herbs and plants include basil, lavender, bee balm, clove, catnip, rosemary, citronella grass, lemon balm, mint, and eucalyptus. Number five is beer. Place open cans or bottles of beer around the area where people gather or work to attract and then drown the mosquitoes that can't resist the yeast and hop smell and fly inside. It is best to pour half of the beer out to ensure the mosquitoes can't simply lean in from a dry position of safety to enjoy a sip of the beer. So don't just pour that beer out. You can put a little bit of uh, beer in some, some saucers and put it around your garden and let snails uh, go and drown in that as well. All right, so we'll send this off here. It says, no single type of mosquito trap is likely to rid your survival retreat from mosquitoes once and for all. You will have to remain diligent and use refill the traps regularly and eliminate as many potential spots that will attract the insects throughout the year. All right, so there you go. And uh, I will be curious to, uh, to hear your thoughts on this. 
on, on if these have worked out or not. I know that uh, I had uh, a friend that I worked with at one point that said one of the traps did not work. I don't believe it was this one. I can't remember what it was, um, but I don't. I think it was just like sugar water, though. I don't believe they put the yeast in there. And I guess this is the first time I really heard about the carbon dioxide uh, in the trail, you know. And so that's what you're doing with, when you add the yeast to it. Uh, I think I've seen some of those traps without yeast and, and creating that carbon dioxide. So anyway, I'll be interested if uh, someone wants to chime in. Feel free to send me an email or uh, come over to episode 350 and drop a comment in the comment section. And uh, maybe we can help a lot of other people out there uh, for the rest of the summer and uh, all the other future times that mosquitoes like to come out and, and bite us. All right, guys. Well, that is it for episode 350. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.